Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is September the 8th, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl, and it's Friday night, so you know it's special. There's a delight in the air. Impact Victory Road just went off the air, and I've got the one and only Cresta Star with me two nights in a row, so you know it's going to be fun. How are you doing, Cresta? How are you feeling? I have seen more wrestling in the past three weeks than the legal limit, and that's not including Tuesdays. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of wrestling in the air, and I am full. How about you, Joel? How you been feeling? How you doing? I'm feeling better. I think some people know, at least if you watch on on in the weeds, the show that I do on Fightful Overbook with Jeremy Lambert. That's like our morning show type of feel. I've been having like these weird nights where I'm going to bed with fevers, and it happened for three nights in a row. I, everything seems to be breaking. I think I'm feeling better. My throat's a little sore, but that's just. I talk for a living, so odds are it's just the weather changing and the pressure and everything. So I'm okay. And you know what? Tonight's show put me in a good mood. There was so much good stuff on this show. There was some stuff that wasn't that good, and we're going to talk about it. There was some questionable stuff, and there were some moments where I said, I don't think you covered this correctly, but we'll get to that. First, though, you got to leave a thumbs up on this video, okay? If you're here on youtube.com slash Fightful, do that thumbs up and subscribe to us here on the channel because that is getting us more and more into your friends' ears for more professional wrestling talk, which I know everyone wants. That's what we do. It's what we're here for, the professional wrestling. If you want to support us furthermore and get some backstage news, you can go to FightfulSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Or you can send us a super chat here at youtube.com slash fightful any amount get your question or statement read on the air we'll talk about the show you can guide the conversation that's how we do it we also have humper chats before cresta tells you how all i ask is that you use i m p 
for impact because we are going up against the SmackDown post show and I don't want to confuse their feeble little minds with the wrong chats. Okay, Cresta, tell them how. You're going to take your fingers, two, five, ten, how many fingers you used to type and on your keyboard or your cellular device you're going to go to humperchats.com you're going to type in imp your comment like let's do a one i can't read that but the person that said jordan jordan if you wanted us to put that on screen or read it to you super chat or a humper chat we keep a little bit more of the donation amount we're happy sean's happy the decepticons are happy humper chats do it don't be a jabroni bing 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 like bing I'm not I'm not hip to you kids. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> you kids, the youth, the youth them love it. <laughs> God, I wish. Uh fun. So yeah, we said it. Fun show tonight. There was a lot to talk about. Uh the countdown. Well, Cresta, if you're if you're a regular watcher of our weekly impact show, you may have heard us say a dozen or so times that if there's one thing impact will do is they will never go 100% because Alan Angels comes out and he does his uh, his his shtick. He's like, who's going to challenge me to a match tonight? Yada, yada. Little Guido comes out. Guido Mertado. He, he's, he's been in ECW. He's been in WCW. He's been in WWE. He's been in TNA. He's back again. He was in Impact in 2022. Had a match against Matt Cardona for the Digital Media Championship. He's been around, but of course, for the beginning of the match, this is what you saw. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. Solid five minutes of this on my screen, and you sent me the screen cap, and all I could say was, well, first of all, let's put up the overlay, and all I could say was, what the hell was going on? I, uh, uh, the match was fine. Alan Angels gets the win. He does the Angels' wings. I, I need him to get away from the front man gimmick. He's not a rock star. He does, I, I think... Al Angels is trying to figure it out. That's fine. But I don't think the front man gimmick is for him. What did you think of little Guido? The man's been around for a very long time. Uh, what did you think of the match and everything else? I didn't see this match. I'm not going to hold you. I It started at 7.30. I think I tuned in at 7.34, and it was live you. And then it, it, I just saw the man's back trunks that said FBI. He got rolled up with the Fallen Wings by Alan Angel, which they put over that um, Christopher Daniels, the original Fallen Angel, used to do. And that was it. I didn't see any of this match. Normally, Impact goes 99% of the way, and it's normally audio issues. This week, they said, we're hitting them. We're going to do our big one. So I respect it. At least it wasn't for like one of the big four. So <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you what happened in this match. I really couldn't. I will tell you a little story. Earlier today on In the Weeds, we had Garrett Kidney. Garrett Kidney hosts a very popular podcast about TNA. Uh, and he also works for Impact Wrestling. And, and it does, a social, does some social media stuff. Mm. And I flat out asked on the air. And I told him about the 99-100 gimmick that you and I do. And I said, what will it take for post-production to yada, yada, yada? And it turned into, are you going to fight post-production? And I said, well, I could. But I would you love already to- got beef with Steve Macklin. Slow your roll. Listen, we'll deal with Steve Macklin towards the end of the night. Josh Alexander is my new favorite person. So regardless, tonight was a good example. I'm not going to put it on impact. I'm not going to put it on post-production. This is clearly an uplink issue, some sort of satellite feed. Whatever it was, I just had a good laugh. Um, but yes, it, it was just that. It was the weather. It was just silly, stupid things. But we bring it's it up. It's part of impact's charm. It's just part of the charm. It's just part of the gimmick at this point. 
either way the frontman gimmick i just i'm hoping alan angels finds that next level that's not this level there's got to be something yeah. more for him yeah i i've always wanted something more even when he broke away from dark order especially coming in here and i think we had said that too when he joined the design it's like i don't want you to join one spooky group to join another spooky group and then do nothing i think there is a future for him in the X Division, absolutely. But much like Yuya Uamara, he needs something like like just just a little bit more. Because I I think the frontman gimmick can work. Just right now in his current iteration, oh, God forgive me for saying this. Rest in Jesus and the specter of Bob Backlund. Don't haunt me. But it's giving ninety nine cent Dalton Castle. Please don't beat me up. Please don't beat me up. Please don't beat me up. I'm I'm soft. I'll tap. I'll tap. I just it's almost there. It's almost like you. He could be a boy, but he not. He almost there to Dalton Castle. If that makes sense. He's almost there. He's almost there. Man, he, he, I can see the rock star gimmick. Like, but it's 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 just not. It's not Dalton Castle rock star. Dalton Castle's like she's my cherry pie, and he's more like look at this photograph. Does that make sense? <laughs> None of those hit. So let's just Oh my god. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's let's go back. Okay, here's where I agree with you. Alan Angels doing this gimmick would be great if he turns it up to 11 like Dalton Castle does with his peacock gimmick. Whatever he's doing, I'm not saying that Alan Angels needs to do the replicate the peacock gimmick, but he needs to do something that sets him apart, something that makes him different from everybody else, and something that gives him. If he wants to do this frontman gimmick, he's got to be better. He basically has to do like corpse paint, you know, death metal bands, death metal fans. No, you got to go. You got to go hardcore. Okay. <laughs> what I was saying was like when I compared him to Dalton Castle, it was in the sense of like. Dalton Castle reminds me of big 80s rock hair bands, stuff like that's really over the top. And while Island Angels is great, I compared him to Nickelback because I like Nickelback. Other people have had complaints about Nickelback. Like you could, if you just, what there's, there's a rung there that you just gotta grab. And I think once you get that, that'll be a complete thing. I think it's great. I think this front man gimmick is great. There's just something, there's just something missing. The sasson is missing. The, the, the table salt is missing. There's, there's just some, a little something. Alan Angels, here is your homework. <laughs> the next promo you cut, if you're listening, I need you to add at least one Nickelback reference. <laughs> It'll pop me. It, I'll write you an email personally. It'll pop okay. me. <laughs> Put it in, and we know that we should keep talking, and we'll flesh out the ideas together, but apart, and we'll work this out. There's something in here. We just don't know what it is just yet. I Look do know. That if there's one thing in wrestling that you got to do if you want to beat your opponent, it's hit that mother effer with a car. PCO gets hit by a car in the first hour of the pre-show. And Bully gets out and says, anything goes. And this just turns into a Wiley Coyote roadrunner <laughs> back and forth. And we'll talk about more because they weave it through. And then they get to the match. Honestly, I didn't think this needed to be a match. I didn't. I, the way they started it, I was like, just weave this whole back and forth between VCO and Bully. Just weave it throughout the night. And I would have been so fine with it. We'll talk about the match. But getting hit by a car to open the start of the show was really fun stuff. I liked it. It was harmless fun. 
I thought it was great. It also speaks to the continuity that Impact has really been weaving in the main show with their pre-shows. I've been seeing it in BTI for like the past two months now. So to me, it kind of makes sense. You're going to weave this in to keep the intrigue. I want you to buy Victory Road. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you see somebody get hit with a car. I did it for the rock. I did it because I don't want to fight PCO. You know, <laughs> I did it for my balls. <laughs> oh God, that that spot. We're gonna talk about Musa Myers take on Ace of Base. They have a tandem theme now to uh, Musa Myers, so they're gonna be their thing. But now they're gonna be a more successful thing. But not tonight. Uh-huh. Chris Bay wrestling his 500th match. They brought that up and. Uh, Myers hits a super kick into a power bomb on Bay and then misses the roster cut. Bay rolls up Myers and it's a surprise win for Ace of Bays. Uh, yeah, I did say originally that Musa Myers would win. I was wrong, but I think there's come up and coming. What do you think of this match? Very quick, easy tag match. Quick, easy tag match, but I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't know if Moose got heat with Bay backstage because the way he was beating that crap out of this man, this whole match, you know, Chris Bay often says, it's me, your ultimate finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler. I don't know. Moose Moose was taking exception <laughs> to Bay tonight. Moose and Bay worked the hell out of this match. The match was great. It was a fine match. And I guess tonight was the first I can really say that, honestly, I haven't seen Chris Bay get beat like that in a very long time since we started campaigning for him to win. To win sorry. Moose was really laying into him. This match was great. I thought it was a showcase for Moose and Bay in particular. That's just me. No, I agree. And again, this was... I think when they realized that this was the 500th match for Chris Bay, they probably said, I'm talking about the four guys in the match. They uh-huh. probably said, you know, let's, let's put some shine on, on Chris and let, let Chris Bay be the, uh, the standout in the match. And Moose is Moose. Moose, you yeah. know, f- feel how you feel about him. I don't care. But one thing that he continues to do is put together good matches and work really well with talent. We've talked about the Kevin Knight match that completely shocked a lot of people that that match was so damn good for the amount of experience Kevin Knight has. And just for the, you don't consider Moose to be that guy who, who can bring out the best in young talent, but clearly that's the case. And here we are. So yeah, I know I fully agree with you. Moose and, and uh, Bay, they, they were the standouts in the match. Yeah, absolutely. Jessica designs uh, rejoined us 21 months as a member here at youtube.com slash fightful saying I was at SmackDown tonight and completely forgot about victory road. I'll catch up tomorrow. I guess it's worth it. Go check it out. This was a, uh, this was a really fun show. Easy yeah. watch. Uh, and you can probably skip through a few things as you're listening to our wrap up here. <laughs> but- I mean, honestly, it was a very easy watch a digestible. Like Joel said, um, even the things you could skip, I kind of turned my brain off and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, yeah, go, uh, go, go, Check out the show. It's fun. Victory Road opens up with the X Division Championship on the line. Leo Rush and Kushida. Buddy. Oh, I love this match. Okay. First of all, Leo Rush selling the arm the entire time that Kushida's working over it. Uh. I love it. If you wanted a theme for tonight, it was sell jobs. It was selling and it was working a limb. That's what every member of the roster at one point was doing. And they did it well and they sold it well. And I loved it. Early on, you got Kushida going for the hoverboard lock, kicking the ropes to get the arm locked in and just making it just wild. Good stuff. Targeting the arm is what he did. Rush does a lope, so that lower uh, suicide dive, and then he gets caught in the hoverboard lock outside of the ring. Was that was gnarly. Leo Rush retains. He hits a low blow into the final <sighs> hour. This was an excellent, excellent match to start the show. And honestly... There were moments where I thought Kushida had it, and it could have been a really fun 
match to have a new champion. And what did you think of this match, Kushida and Rush? I think I not I think. I know. I agree with you. This match was literally, I'm going to get you in this hoverboard lock no matter what you do. The dive outside, to, I cannot put that spot over enough. Because Leo Rush gave it his all, but oh boy, literally caught him. And that was the first one of two dives where it was like, get out of here. <laughs> it's funny now that I think about it that it happened in the two capstones of the, uh, the night. This match, there was also a Spanish fly on Kushida, but he managed to reverse it into a hoverboard lock. Leo Rush was also your perfect piece of crap heel here. This match was really great. And it's, I expect nothing less from the X Division. You know what I mean? I agree with you in the sense that I thought at any moment Kushida could take it. But I'm happy Leo Rush is staying around. I'm happy that he's going to be here. And maybe what's next for Kushida? You're going to stick around. You've been in and out. This was a fantastic match. It was literally, I'm going to get you with this hoverboard lock, no matter what you do. Time yeah. to cheat. <laughs> it, was, it was perfect for what they needed it to be. And it just worked really well. Again, I wasn't surprised that uh, that Leo Rush retained. Mm-hmm. I, if Bound for Glory is your biggest event of the year, you want a guy like Leo Rush to be on the card. Same thing with your Impact World Champion. You want a guy like Alex Shelley. You want a Will Ospreay. You want Trinity Absolutely. Knockouts World Champion. You want those people to be on your Bound for Glory card. So I get it. I get why Leo Rush retained. But man, they did a very good job of making me think at different points that Kushida had it. And he just put on just a clinic of a match. And after the match, again, I'll put over Leo Rush. The referee goes to raise his arm. And he's like, no, not this arm. Stay the Break away from this arm, raise my other arm. And every time he's selling the arm, it was just good stuff. It'd be like that sometimes. I mean, you it's your job as a wrestler to remember which arm hurts. The ref is just the ref is there to make sure that everyone doesn't get hurt and you kick out what you're supposed to. And if not, the dreaded X is going up, not DMX, not the Bronx. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, we go to the back, PCO's not dead. That's really the takeaway here. Dobby the Brain Heenan did send a super chat saying, I hope Leo Raj never leaves. He's perfect for Impact. And you know what? I agree. I think he's really well suited for Impact so far. When he got injured in that MCW tournament not too long ago and couldn't really work the tapings in Chicago, that sucked. Uh-huh. But clearly they made good use of him. They worked around what was going on with his his shoulder, his arm, whatever it was that he was that he had injured. They did a good job working around it, and they're just getting good work out of Leo Rush. He clearly, he clearly wants to be there. He clearly loves the stories that they're telling with him. Uh, I, I like it. I hope he sticks around, and I hope that he's having fun, because it sure as hell looks like he is. Uh, we have another one from Dobby the Brain Heenan. We'll get to that a little bit later when we get to the women's match. Uh, and I do see some of your Humper Chats. Thank you. Keep getting them in over at HumperChats.com. Knockouts, tag titles. <laughs> Don't forget to put IMP in your humper chats while Joel collects himself. <laughs> Lady, it's not me who has to do that. Anyway, MK Ultra versus Giselle Sean, Savannah Evans. I love this Sean Taraj coming out. They got the matching gear that rules. Uh, Jay Vidal keeps getting involved early in the match. Lowbridge is Kelly. Killer Kelly gets her outside of the ring. I still love and I keep on saying it, Giselle Shaw doing the shock and awe, that backbreaker flatliner combo is so good. Uh, at one point, they do a backbreaker kick to the head combo from the Chantourage while Jay Vidal has the ref distracted. Killer Kelly breaks it up. Evans accidentally kicks Giselle Shaw, takes her out of the match, so Killer Kelly takes out Jay Vidal. Masha hits a dirty-looking snowplow. 
on Savannah Evans and gets the win. Everybody looks good here. Everybody had a good time. MK Ultra are still knockouts tag champions. What's next for the Shantaraj Cresta star? I don't know, but I want to talk specifically about Jay Vidal. Let's go. What's next for him? Because he he is so meddling, and you would think after Jody Threat kidnapped him, <laughs> he would chill out. <laughs> but I see the kidnapping didn't work. So I feel like, to me, the next logical progression, because I think Giselle and Giselle, uh, Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans here looked incredible in this match. And honestly, it's the best, in my opinion, Evans has looked, and she's been looking consistently better. She took that snow plow like a champ. And no disrespect or anything, Masha's not a slouch. Savannah Evans is like nine feet nine, bro. That's a big woman. And I'm not saying Masha's short, but Masha is not Savannah Evans' height. And no, she picked she's her short. up with ease. She picked her up with ease. Like, get out of here, bro. Like, no, Cressa, I, I can confirm to you, Masha Slamovich is short. Well, much like <laughs> the Deanna Perrazzo Jordan Grace match, that was women of varying sizes slapping me, and I was thoroughly sports entertained and impressed. Um, I want something more for Jay Vidal. I would like him to do something where he doesn't feel like he has to like interfere in these matches all the time. I live for his character. He's playing his part great. But I think at some point, He's got to do something or he's got to be an effective meddler. Because I feel like he's not an effective meddler. When Giselle Shaw was meddling, she's an effective meddler. Savannah Evans and Jay Vidal are not effective meddlers. You know how you become an effective meddler, as you're putting it? You get in the ring more. And if you get in the ring and you show, it's basically, it's building XP, right? It's the same idea, like leveling up in a video game. It's it's your, your RPG character is getting more experience. And as they get more experience and they get, you know, meddling plus one. That's what David all needs to work on because match wise, he hasn't had a lot in, in impact and I know he wants more. I know he yeah. wants to wrestle and he deserves those spots. So you're I right. Agree. I, I think that there is a time coming for Jay Vidal, but again, that roster is very deep. Someone mentioned in the chat, no speedball tonight. You know, yeah. that, that's, not a, that's not a knock on, on Mike Bailey. It's very possible. He was booked elsewhere anyway. And we haven't seen Jonathan Gresham in weeks. We don't know what's going on with that story. And God knows we were trying to figure out if it's a storyline or if it's, winding down the end of his contract we don't know so there are certain members of the roster on the knockout side how many times have we talked about tasha Steeles? where is she this is a deep roster it's deeper it than is. people know and uh it, it could get deeper for all we know but uh jay vidal someone who continues to impress whenever he's there agreed wiley coyote time bully <laughs> attacks bco from behind he's trying to light him on fire again pouring the gasoline then he lights up he, he lights up the 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 barbecue lighter and he's like do you know who i am and then he gets a face full of gasoline and he screams like a little you know what and runs away harmless hilarious i wish this was just the i wish the match was just this over and over again little segments and then a 10 minute something in the ring this should have been the whole build up of him just running i mean it was but I feel like, <laughs> do you remember, oh, Wendy? <laughs> five years ago, baby. Uh, that was five years ago? Yep, SummerSlam 2018. Oh, I, I just want to throw up now. I feel so old. <laughs> I, I feel sick. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why I thought that was two years ago. No, it was much more than that. Pandemic really got rid of people's concept of time. That was three years. We ain't getting back. 
<laughs> I was going to make an anime reference, but you don't watch it. Never mind. Continue on. <laughs> I see Gresham got hurt. I did know this. I, still I feel wonder... like we just spoke about this too because I think we yeah. asked where Gresham was like last night. <laughs> yeah, listen, when I do a morning show, I'm much more chipper in a way. Crazy Steve versus Black Taurus. Tom Hannafin backing away from the announce table as <laughs> Steve is making his entrance. I thought that was great. I think it was silly. I think it was fun. Crazy Steve is just angling for an eye for an eye match. That's really all this whole story is. Taurus is angry as the bull would be. He goes in hot like a bull in a china shop. And of course, Steve starts to run away. At the end, the fork, the fork is mightier than the eye gouge. I don't know. They tried. For some reason, there was a fork underneath the announce desk. So who knows? Maybe Tom Hannafin is actually secretly working with Crazy Steve, and we just don't know. (laughs) Dan Housen left the fork there. CM Punk was there earlier in the day. He had some (laughs) catering, and he left it for Steve and said get the bull's eyes. I heard he said some things about me. I heard he's friends with Ryan Nana. Actually, it was Nick Gage because there were other things in the bully match too that Nick Gage was left over there. GCW was taped at the same sense of minutes before. Listen, <laughs> if it's anyone, it's going to be GCW. Anyway, they do the beg off spot and all of a sudden the bull has feelings and then Steve lies. That brings in the spork. The spork. The fork. Fork gets removed. Steve gouges the eyes of Black Taurus, hits the Belladonna's kiss, gets the win. So it looks like this is the end of the start of the end of Decay because Crazy Steve just beat Black Taurus and did the the slash over Black Taurus's neck at the end of this. What do you think of the match? What do you think of this presentation for Crazy Steve? I like, love, think the new new presentation for Crazy Steve is above and beyond. I like his new music, the new visuals. That mask is spooky Laduka. I hate it, but it's good. I don't like looking at it, not for too long, but it's very well crafted, kind of like the Fiend mask. I don't like to look at it for too long. I don't give me night terrors. I think this match was also great. Black Taurus coming out hot was the perfect way to start it. There's no way you're going to try to take out my eyes the last time I see you and think that shit is going to be sweet. I... Also like how Tom Hannafin is getting, from what I've heard, the old school Michael Cole treatment. Right after Michael Cole stopped being healed and everyone was like, shut up, Michael Cole. <laughs> ah, poor Tom Hannafin. Him just standing in the corner like, I laughed. I know I shouldn't have laughed at some man's mental anguish, but I laughed so hard because his face was so <laughs> Ah, He's in the corner. He's just like. Uh, yes <laughs> in mid-sentence they're talking about when crazy Steve is coming down to the ring oh you just hear just tom hannafin just shut up <laughs> uh, yeah, they cut to the right. camera he's in the corner like with his papers <laughs> matthew raywall is sitting there like you you, you can come <laughs> you coming back to work buddy <laughs> it's like it's okay you can be okay tom hannafin's like it's not okay he tried to bite my hand off <laughs> I loved it. These this commentary duo with this crazy Steve, I'm a pop every time. I'm a pop every time. There's some good stuff going on. I, I really enjoy the way that everyone's selling it, the way that everyone's doing it. It's good stuff. Uh backstage we're with Julia Miller. She's got Tommy Dreamer. Tommy's like, I'm full of emotion. I'm not gonna cry today, which I was like, thank God. But he says, I'm nervous this time. So I want to inspire. This building is proof that you can follow your dreams. He says, I'm gonna shake Kenny's hand if I lose. And I'm going to perform in front of my family and friends tonight. If I win, I win. If not, I'm going to go down swinging. Typical babyface promo. Love this. 
we do the title versus career match. Kenny King versus Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer is the new digital media champion. Cresta star. We forgot about Heath. We did. We talked about the stupid match last night, and we agonized over what the finish could be and how to get to Impact 1000, and we forgot about Heath. So now we're going to do the tag match, presumably in the next set of tapings. I hope not at Impact 1000, because that's just not not something you want to tape for that match. Maybe put the four of them in the Feast or Fired match and have them duke it out for... Yeah, okay. Feast or Fired? Oh, you're Excuse gonna... me? Oh, I'm sorry. You have no impact lore, do you? Listen, by impact lore, the deepest it goes is Wrestle House. No, and that's it. Before then, it's bits and pieces. And you know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and Samoa Joe, you can see the statement is not true. <laughs> Bunch of people in a match, four briefcases, title shots are in there, and a pink slip is in there. They open the briefcases depending on winners and time. Listen, you just got to go. It's an awful match, but it's also fantastic. It's an awful match, but it's also a fan. <laughs> you have to go back. You have to go back. They did this in the 2000s. You have to go back and just just watch it. They've done it all the way up to 2017, 18. So, mm. yeah, just go back. Four briefcases. And some of them I are mean, good, honestly. Some are bad. But, but why do we have to have a feast or fired match? Like, Hear because me of out. The lore, because of the lore. Because Impact, because TNA did it, and now at Impact 1000, we're bringing it back. We did the Reverse Battle Royal at Slammiversary a few years ago. Now we're bringing back Feast or Fired for one time only because we've added 1,000 episodes of Impact Wrestling. But only Tommy Dreamer wanted to get fired. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't see how this is anybody else. Okay, okay, okay. But why not bring back Ultimate X, King of the Mountain, Queen of the Mountain. I, I, I can think of, I'd rather Ultimate see X. a Clockwork Orange match than a Feast or Fire. Okay, well, Ultimate X will be on Impact 1000. They are filming that tomorrow night. King of the Mountain, though, there's no reason to do that because they just did that. They've done Queen of the Mountain recently. They haven't done a Feast or Fired match in multiple years, so they wanted to bring back one more TNA original match. <laughs> that, that seems really messed up. That's it. Imagine going where like, yeah, you're in a four-way match. Yeah, yeah. There's also a pink slip in one of those things that you could lose. Wait, what? Tommy Dreamer said he wanted to retire. Why? Why I gotta retire? Well, Imagine Sheldon G getting that pink slip. Why I gotta retire? I don't see how. That's the charm. That's the charm. Someone gets fired. Three other people get title shots. This doesn't seem like a charm. It seems like a monkey paw. <laughs> yes. Impact. By the way, for someone asking the chat, yes, Impact 1000 is getting taped tomorrow at White Plains. Same building that they ran tonight. So the match itself, Digital Media Championship, Kenny King versus Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer comes out wearing a Terry Funk-inspired uh, gear, his old ECW boots. He's hugging his family at ringside. His twin daughters are there. His wife is there. It's so good. Um, Kenny King just being a cocky piece of shit. I love it. And at one point, they get a little too cutesy with the closed fists. It didn't really look that great. But King... Kenny King going over to Dreamer's family and saying, I'm your daddy now, girls. <laughs> and them just booing him vociferously it was great. Dreamer gets a big cutter for a near fall. King gets a big blockbuster for a near fall. In the end, <sighs> Sheldon Jean shows up. He gets involved, trips up Tommy Dreamer. He's getting ejected. Heath shows up, hits the wake-up call. Tommy Dreamer hits that even flow DDT, and he gets the win. Tommy Dreamer is your new digital media champion, and everyone's happy. I mean, I'm happy. This was fine. Well, time for Cressa to be a bozo, because I can Damn. say that this match was not for me. 
I tried. I gave it the college. The, the, the in-ring work was good. Let's start there. I did pop for when he said, I'm your daddy now. I'm like, don't let Christian Cage hear this. <laughs> don't let Christian Cage hear that Tommy Dreamer has lost custody of his daughter, Kenny King. Don't let, don't let that man hear this. I, I don't know. I, I was raised that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I will say the Dreamer driver into the Terry Funk pile driver for only the two fall was a, was really pretty. Besides that, I this match just was not for me. I get it. That's fair. We're going to see how this all plays out in Impact 1000. But who knows? Maybe they'll be part of the Feast for Fired. We'll find out. There's four, <laughs> there's four guys right off the top that you can put in that, and it'll be inconsequential as hell. Uh, just don't add Swinger to that match, because if they fire Swinger, I am going to quit this show. I'm already upset that me in the, in the video package before this, they played Johnny Swinger's Digital Media Championship. And I'm thinking, oh, Johnny Swinger's back? He got a new gimmick? And just for it to be this? Don't play with my heart impact. They got me it too. Happens. They got me too. Dobby the brain heat and saying, Joel, nobody's happy that Tommy is the DMC. That's the thing. DMC. DMC. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I didn't want it made no sense for Tommy to retire because we yeah. talked about it on the show. 42-year-old Kenny King retiring 52-year-old Tommy Dreamer made no effing sense with no build no nothing maybe yeah. a week and some change build no girl yeah like a couple a couple of in-ring promos and yada yada there wasn't much that's why i was kind of like mm, i think we're just gonna see a new champion and i also feel like kenny king did deserve more time with that digital media championship there's also that but he can win it back he can easily yeah. win it back and just move on and dreamer drops the title gene you know does the mishmash and we're just back to square one. And this was just an excuse to have Tommy Dreamer have a match in White Plains in the building that he grew up in and the place where he had all. And you know what? If you were there and this was an important moment. And again, this was Tommy's like, the dude's been wrestling for a very long time. And I don't think you'll meet one person who says a negative thing about Tommy Dreamer in the wrestling business. Most people will agree that he's very nice and he's very well-meaning as a result of that. I give him a spot like that. This was and, and because this is a, an impact plus special, it's not a pay-per-view. This is yeah. it's, it's low impact. Not no pun intended. <laughs> the expectation is not he's not gonna main event. It's not a big, you know, financial commitment for you to watch the match. You know what you're gonna get, and it doesn't need to stay this way. This can easily turn into literally anybody beating Tommy the next time because it's not the last rodeo, and then Tommy moves on and just dusts off the boots when he wants to this was just a match that's, for a, good point. that's a good point listen we can we've had bully on like the last couple of pay-per-views we could do it for tommy dreamer <laughs> diana, <laughs> peraza, diana peraza versus jordan grace i looked on my notes and the anything goes matches after this one this peraza grace match do not sleep on this we knew it would be good but these two showed that they are still very much in tune and very much in touch with each other's work. Man, they opened hot. They didn't need to do any feel-out spots, which you typically see in a knockouts match. No, they go over to Deanna working over Grace's arm early and often, and it looks good. And this, it, it's just so good. We'll get into the moments, but really, Jordan Grace exercises the demon hits that flurry of offense and hits the juggernaut driver, gets the victory, the first win versus Deanna, and it's the pinfall that Deanna's been talking about. It happens. Uh, I do want to go back to this, by the way, actually. AO saying that Tommy Dreamer had a rough year, to be fair. Yes, again, 
he had a rough year and this is a nice moment to give him in his home state in his hometown area so yeah i absolutely agree i was I'm just gonna do that now going back to the uh business at hand diana Prazo, jordan grace let's talk about it big meaty women or women of muscular various sizes slapping meat i was chanting in my house meat me, I don't care. I love these two. I want Diana Perrazzo or Jordan Grace to pin Josh Alexander, Steve Macklin, Alex. I want them to win everything. I think both of these women are world title champions. This match from Go, Jordan Grace is like, I'm not honky talking. <laughs> I didn't come here to get paid for a match. I, I don't get paid by the hour, okay? From the moment word Go, she was hot. And I understand. Deanna Perrazzo has been an albatross on Jordan's grace neck. No matter how good grace is, Deanna's always been better. And I love this rivalry. Tonight, she, like you said, literally exercised the demon. I got a bunch of notes, and we just going to play the top hits. Um, I like that every time Grace tried to speed up the match, Deanna was like, no, because I need to get you in the Fujiwara armbar. It was a nice deep suplex on Jordan Grace for a pin. But when she, when um, Deanna kicked out, she flipped that into a Fujiwara armbar. Um, there was a stalling suplex into a juggernaut jackhammer, but Deanna Perrazzo still kicked out. But that ended up being the finish anyway, where she got a juggernaut driver on um, on Deanna Perrazzo. What a match. What a match. What a match. I would take this on the card 18 times. What a match. What a Can I, did I say what a match? What a match. Go out of your way and watch this match. This, um, and I think there was one other match after this, but I can't think of it right now because I'm so focused. This was my match of the night. This match was so good. This match was so good. I, this match, did I tell you that this match was so good? Go ahead. If you like women's wrestling, go ahead and watch this match. So good. Jordan Grace looks phenomenal. Deanna Perrazzo looks phenomenal. But Deanna Perrazzo is about to go crazy. She's lost three times in a row now. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. On pay-per-view, disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah. The uh, First of all, I do want to point out, so Deanna finally named that uh, version of the Wednesday Night Fever that uh, Chris Dallander does. She calls it the coup d'etat, so that inverted oh. package driver. So that's called the coup d'etat. So we're, I wrote we're Widow's sticking. Peak. I was like, is she doing a... Is that no, a Widow's that's, Peak? That's, different. that's a different one. Uh, shout out to Tara. But uh, no, this was... Um, <laughs> This was different, man. The superplex into the juggernaut jackhammer from Grace looked good. This was just a good match with a lot of urgency. People are pointing on the chat. It's just like Gail Kim and Awesome Kong. Yeah. Listen, if this is their updated version in 2023 of a feud that was huge in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, and really told the, the story of putting women's wrestling on North American wrestling promotions maps, this is this is the realignment of that. It was really good stuff, really solid stuff. Ao saying, "This is the best women's wrestling feud in years," and yeah. hard to disagree with that. It's a really solid match, and because we're talking about exercising demons, this is just furthering something you and I talked about last night on our Impact post show. I really think that Jordan's going to go after Trinity next because she's exercised the Diana Perazzo demon. Now she wants the new blood. Now she wants the new champ. She wants to reign atop the Impact Knockouts division. She said it in that pre-match promo. I think that the Impact World Championship is on her table, but I think it's coming next year, not immediately. And you know what? I'll take it one step further. I could see um, Grace versus Trinity, and right when the match is getting good, here comes Deanna. I'm big mad. I lost to both of you broads. Screw you. I'm messing up this match. Gusty finish. So I think if there's a three-way, it'll be a good test of metal for Trinity. 
I love Jordan Grace and Deanna Parazzo could fight forever again. Okay, I could have it 15 times on one card, not watch it. I think that'd be great. And even if either one of these women lose, um, Trinity, Grace, or Parazzo, I think all three of them will be better for it. I think if that's the case, the smart thing to do is to keep it on Trinity, have Grace or Parazzo go for the, the world title. And that could last until the end of the year. We're already in September, baby. October, we're already making plans for it, so... Uh, I just remembered if Deanna Perrazzo and Giselle Shaw end up teaming up and winning the knockouts tag titles, I have so many things to say because I'm thinking about failures going out like failures who are after each other at every turn, becoming best friends and doing MJF Adam Cole. But that's peak wrestling. Come on now. That's it. The enemy of my enemy is also my teammates frenemy <laughs> i'll put it like this when i made the joke on on the twitter they both quote tweeted me <laughs> and they both reacted and they both and they both made me think y'all ain't talking to me any other time so what's going on maybe i just had them at a funny moment but uh I'm just saying if they do perrazzo and, and shaw oh god i will i will laugh for days. That's too many divas in the Shantaraj. I'm sorry. That's too many divas. <laughs> Maybe that's the end of the Shantaraj because they didn't get the job done this time against MK Ultra. I mean, to me, I, I don't see how what, what happens with that. Maybe I'll get along for a while. I, I'd be okay with it. Maybe it does come full circle. Chelsea Green looking out her window like, I can't believe. <laughs> and we're, we're going to talk about the Trinity match for the Impact Knockouts World Championship soon enough, but this is another opportunity with Jordan Grace to have um, a, a career-defining match for both women because mm -hmm. they're both two very different styles and they're both two very different um, builds. And I think that is going to play out well if the chemistry is there. We're going to talk about that once we get to the Trinity match. But first, we got to talk about anything else. Uh, oh, excuse me. I, I didn't That's know. how I felt too. <laughs> PCO versus Bully Ray. Oh, my God. So this whole thing starts. Bully Ray's trying to escape the arena. Santino and his security stop him. And then PCO appears behind him. This is all backstage. And the match never started. It just They just fight for a while. Uh, they fight outside. There's a bunch of tables. They eventually start the match after, like, a good solid seven minutes of fighting outside. I, I don't need to give you much, but I just need to say Santino didn't need to be involved. We didn't need a Cobra spot. And for Christ's sake, you're bully. Carl, I'm going to say this nicely. You've both been wrestling a combined 20 billion years. I love it. If the table leg is broken, stop trying to set up the table again. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bro, these tables were on their New Japan shit. (laughs) (laughs) They were not trying to sell at all. They were being difficult to work with. They weren't breaking. These tables were like, we're on straight. I loved loved the build for this. I loved everything that was going into this. And then they did the match and it just didn't do it. There were moments, but I loved, I've been loving the bully race stuff. We talk about this every week that bully in this incarnation, what he's doing right now has been so good. This match wasn't it for me. They do PCO going through the three tables in the corner, and then they throw them to one outside at the beginning of the match. They do the ladder suplex. uh, They do all the stuff. And then PCO chokeslam bully through it. Then he grabs the cheese clip grater. And they do the cheese grater to the balls so that bully can do the my balls. And that's always, always funny. Okay. Always funny. And then, you know, he goes up top, does PCO and he does it, the animator on bully. And like you said, it's a new Japan table, so it doesn't break. And then you can hear bully as they're trying to fix the table, be like clothesline, clothesline, clothesline. But the table, one of the legs, you know how the, the legs come down and they come up, they come across uh-huh. and down, right? They, they, in a, in a fork like uh, style one of the prongs are bent up so it doesn't stand up straight and they don't figure it out for the longest time and they keep trying just it gets very clunky they get very lost towards the finish and then eventually i can't believe i'm going to say this pco wins the match with an irish whip 
into a table in the corner and bullied lays down for three. That's the match. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't good. Whatever they were doing to think on the fly just didn't work. And, and I can't blame them, you know, for, you know, trying to think on the fly, but I just, uh, I felt a little bad, but the match itself just wasn't really going anywhere, going anywhere for me anyway. What do you think of this whole thing? Talk to me. I agree. When I first, when the match first started, I was like, this is kind of silly. And I was almost at the part where I turned my brain off, like with the Tommy Dreamer match. However, I had to start thinking about how can I have fun in this match? This was a Pokemon match. And let me tell you why. Joe, have you ever played Pokemon? When I was younger? Yes. Big you one. Know how, you know how they say there's no fleeing from a trainer battle? <laughs> this was Bully Ray trying to flee from a trainer battle. This whole match you were trying to fight before the match even started you hit him with let me get my let me get my chart you hit him with a trash can to the back a trash lid to the knee leg and back pco went to chairs and then the match started you did every you hit this man with a car you did everything you could and right when you were like i'm gonna put him through these no selling new japan tables because i've had it santino morella throws his ekans at you and then uh 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 and you're dead at that and, point, I knew it was clownery. It was clownery. It was clownery. So I just had to stop thinking about it. So this was a Pokemon match. You were talking mad stuff. You weaseled your way into the eighth gym boss. You have level two Pokemon. Your Weedle isn't going to do anything against this Rhydon. And you got worked. You got worked. Your balls got graded. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a match. It wasn't terrible. It's what I expect. It was a Bully Ray match. And I know what I'm getting with it's a Bully Ray match, especially against PCO. Shenanigans. The MVP of that match were these New Japan tables who said, I'm not breaking. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Did you ever go after the missing no? I did. I caught it on one of my games, and it thoroughly wrecked my game. Mine too. That was probably the best time I ever had playing Pokemon. I caught it. It's like, it's level 100. I go to take out my Charizard after that. Charizard is not Charizard. I don't know what that Pokemon Mess, was. Messed <laughs> up. That was just the best thing you could have done. So anyway, GM Miller's backstage with Scott Demore and Eric Young. We're talking about Impact 1000. And uh, Scott Demore, like, hey, we were the first people you saw at Impact number one as Team Canada. So it'll be fitting that we'll be at Impact 1000. And Eric Young announces that he will be wrestling on the show. Funny enough, when I was looking for graphics for In the Weeds last night, and you knew that I was very tired and very out of it, I saw a graphic that had James Storm versus Eric Young. And I was like, is this a match? No, this was James Storm's 1,000th match back in 2021. So I was like, I saw 1,000, and I saw James Storm versus Eric Young, and I was like, when did this get official? No, just my brain is the way it is. I have a jabroni question for you. Sure. Is this Impact's first 1,000, or is this like TNA Impact 1,000? Is this 1,000 episodes Impact specifically, or 1,000 of TNA Impact? Okay, so you have to remember that Impact is TNA. I, I thought I, I know that, but I thought it was kind of like the show we were be- DNA, but we're impact now. No, the show, the show. Okay. The show became impact. Like it became TNA presents impact. Okay. And then impact wrestling became the name of the company because for years people were just like, stop calling it TNA. It's not tits and ass. It, it like, stop. It's not provocative. It's total and- nonstop action. Get into it. <laughs> Well, there were, again, there's a whole line of thinking from Jeff and Jerry Jarrett as to why they were calling it TNA at the time. Not important, not what we're talking about here, but yeah, it, it became Impact Wrestling. It is just the amount of, of Impact episodes. Okay, 
So not specifically impact TNA in general, just specifically impact episodes. The the yeah, the banner of TV named Impact. Okay. It's never been impact. This is episode number one thousand that's coming up that they're taping. Period. There we go. So Tag- wait, wait, I have another dumb question. I know this is probably I'm educating the children who don't know who's afraid to ask. No, it's fine. We're here. Let's go. So it's not called TNA Impact anymore. It's not like AEW Dynamite, TNA Impact. This is just it's just impact. Just impact. Okay, work. The TNA name died in 2010. 20, it would have been 2010. It would have been around the Hogan Bischoff stuff. 2006. Yeah, it probably would have been somewhere around there. The yeah, Dixie and Hogan and Bischoff and somewhere around there when they were just like, we can't call it this. We can't call it TNA anymore. It's done. Okay, fair. We did it. I learned something today. There we go. Tag titles. This was a good match. Rascals versus Motor City Machine Guns. Now, again, I've said it here. I'll say it again. Didn't really love the world championship not being on the show again for the second Impact special in a row. However, in WWE, Roman Reigns isn't exactly putting his world championship on the line every single month. So I shut my mouth and I realized that Motor City Machine Guns are 4-0 against any other form of the Rascals. So they had to get one back tonight and they certainly did. Rascals retain. This was a really good match. You want to talk about selling? You want to talk about you know taking a limb and working it over? When we get into the, the nitty gritty of this thing, there was a lot of really good stuff to talk about. John Schuyler from Good Hands does get involved, uh, pulls the ref out as it looks like the uh, the Motor City Machine Guns are about to recapture the tag titles. Instead, Shelly tosses the ref back in after a whole kerfuffle with uh, the Good Hands. Saban gets spray painted in the face by Wentz, who's on the outside. Trey pins Saban. Why is that important? Because Trey Miguel takes on Alex Shelley for the Impact World Championship at Impact 1000. Crest Star, let's talk about this match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You cannot go wrong when Wrestling Uncle's Motor City Machine Guns get in that ring. I want to call out specifically the double figure four spot. Wentz looked like this whole match that they were beating him, that he got beat back. Say He looked like PCO. <laughs> the way Wentz was selling this, you would have thought he got hit by a car. Wentz was selling like everything was wrong with him, his leg. There was one spot where he goes, like I think he goes for a back handspring or something into the ropes, and his arm just gives out. He just crumbles like paper. And I was like, yikes. But that was great. I think this whole match was great. Them cheating to win. This is kind of the problem I have with FTR for a while, but I'll let it play out. I think that the Rascals are far too talented to continue to cheat to win. However, I understand it is a part of your, your character arc right now, but I think they are far too talented. This iteration, even when they had a uh, Wesley, I think you guys are far too talented to continue to cheat, use the spray paint as a crutch. I think, especially Trey Miguel, what I've seen him do in the X Division, you are far too talented, but it was a good match it was a good match it's possible that somewhere down the line there's going to be a team that says hey stop cheating you're better than this yeah and the rascals have to realize okay we'll try and we'll either try. Work or it doesn't, we'll, try. Or we'll lie and whatever it is that's the way it goes uh ao sending a super chat saying collusion that's tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> i'll see you guys tomorrow aew collusion <laughs> Oh, God, I don't even know what to say. Uh, Ricardo from Firefly, by the way, sent us a super chat saying, a bit of love to you both. You're awesome. Well, so are you. Thank you, Ricardo. We Thank appreciate you. you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dig into this thing. But I do need to, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Actually, we're, we're going to get back to this. Um, the match, man, when, yeah, when, you're, when your tag team uncles do the best type of match possible with their with their their nephews who are fantastic tag workers in their own right and 
Alex Shelley put over Trey Miguel hard to us before, so it made complete sense that those two would work each other over early in the match and then stay the hell away from each other for the rest of it. Uh There's some really good stuff. Again, Trey selling hard when he went over with the top rope somersault dive, took out everyone, and then he lands on his feet and he starts screaming as he's like just wincing in pain. He looked, he's just selling it so well that he's been had his leg worked over. It was really good stuff. Good double team offense, good double team selling, went selling the double legs. Uh, he does the double stomp uh, to state to Saban, and then he's selling his legs off of that. Just again, solid stuff. Really good stuff. Really love this match. Go back and watch it. That's really all I can say. Um, Agreed. One thing I need to point out, you and I talked about this. Impact Turning Point. They announced that uh, the October 27th Turning Point show will be taped and then it will air on November the 3rd. So you and I no longer have a Friday the week after Bound for Glory to go to work. We're just going to do it two weeks later, I guess. Our normal whatever. I'm just, I'm only here so I don't get fired. <laughs> I was hoping they would do it live. A UK show, you and I are in the US slash Canada. Like, we're in North America. We could have done an afternoon impact show. It would have been so much more fun. I agree. I think it'd be nice to do it early in the morning, but here I am once again, torn into pizza. <laughs> Can never win. Either way, Will Ospreay's on that show, so I'm looking forward to talking about that, and I'm also looking forward to talking about uh, Bound for Glory. Don't know how much uh, I'm looking forward to this knockout world title match. Okay. I mean, it was everything it needed to be. Plus a little overbooked at the end, but it was everything it needed to be. It was a story match. Yes. And for that, it was okay. Amanda B sent us a Humper Chat over at HumperChats.com saying, I don't know what I love more, seeing you two on a Friday or seeing the Edwards getting pelted with the glow sticks. I think I had saw this, whether it was in our chat just now or on Twitter. They said tonight, Trinity had to deal with an obnoxious couple from Boston and her husband had to deal with an obnoxious Boston crowd. Nobody wins. And then Dobby the Brain Heenan sent us a super chat earlier. Thank you, Zane. Couldn't go four minutes without technical issues. 20 plus years, and that's the only real constant. The show was great, though. Love the glow stick spot. I don't even think they expected that because they've been handing out those glow sticks for a while. I thought this was trash being thrown into the ring, and then I immediately got mad. But when I realized it was glow sticks, I started to laugh. They were they were handing them out at emergence. They were giving them out to every not just like people in the front row. They were handing them out in our row at like the very back of the room. And I was like, the what are we doing this here for? But either way, it's popular. People liked it. My my family loved doing the thing with the glow sticks. They were having mm-hmm. fun. But I've never seen a bunch of New Yorkers just pelt the ring with glow sticks. And I think they thought this was Tom Hannafin put it over on the uh, on the broadcast. Like it's like Japan with the streamers, but I'm like these hurt more. Yeah, because like okay, I think there is a love hate relationship with a lot of wrestling fans and trash in the ring. Every time I think of throwing something in the ring, I specifically think of Hogan coming out being the third man and being Jamie like, hey, you almost hit me, guys. I know it can be as a side of respect, especially if you're doing the thing that they're known for. But at some point, just like they were. Just, <laughs> dodgeball hands I expected Scott Demore to come over the loudspeaker please stop throwing the <laughs> the glow sticks the glow Knock sticks it off. for throwing stop throwing the glow sticks please I will say impact fans are very out of all the wrestling fans to have impact fans are the most level headed so if Scott Demore even pick, peeked his head outside be like yo stop 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 dad is here stop, stop throwing them <laughs> 
<laughs> like you know, you know the type of stuff to be like, what are y'all doing out there? And it was like, Shh. what are y'all doing there? <laughs> you bad kids trying to give you a fine wrestling program. You gonna throw garbage? So this match isn't long. It's fine. Again, it is just it's a story match, and really all we're trying to do is because Kazarian saved Trinity after she got well not saved, checked on Trinity after she got put through the table this past Thursday on Impact. Clearly, this meant that Tracy and Kazarian were gonna come by and set up, get their match hype for Impact 1000 between the Edwards. And that's fine. So they still have a little bit of the match to it. Trinity, God bless, on a night where the tables hated everybody. She went through one, man, and it was so, oh, so let's just, we'll, we'll set this up real quick. Um, Edward Edwards breaks up a starstruck after the referee's been knocked out, takes Trinity outside of the, of the ring, grabs a table, threatens to put her out. That's when Tracy Brooke and Kazarian show up. They put an end to that. They put Edwards on the table, and Trinity goes up top, and she goes for a, uh, a splash. Table doesn't break, and she very audibly looks at the camera and yells, these tables were not given an inch tonight these tables said i'm not doing the job (laughs) not fun lish grabs uh kendra the kendo stick hits trinity with it we get back to the match kicks out at two and then trinity hits her sit out full nelson drop for three easy peasy no submission victory she got a regular pinfall victory i I expected a little bit more from Melissa Edwards out of this. I was hoping for something. No, here's the thing. I know that we clown on the Edwards, but I also know that like Lish Edwards, first of all, this, this gimmick of her running down people for their accents. This is good. This has legs, especially with them going to the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I got to see it. So stuff like that. I love. But, like, Lish, I know Lish can wrestle. I've seen her wrestle well. I'm not expecting her to put on a clinic of a match. But, like, there's there's possibility there. I just expected a little bit more out of those two women tonight. I think Lish, unfortunately, suffers from the same problem Candice LeRae has. It's that no matter how good you are, people, for whatever reason, it doesn't translate. It just, I thought tonight this is the best Lish has looked. She's peak Vicky Guerrero yelling, screaming, high pitch, obnoxious. It was great. Her hair, her gear looked great. I knew what it was from the from the moment this match was booked. I respect Impact saying, we're not going to book you with Lish first. We're going to give you Deanna so no one can question your credibility. All you took on was, okay, Lish tried her hardest, but I, the starstruck Trinity got it. And remember, she started to cinch it like a baby. To me, that was a nail in the coffin. It's like, damn, Lish, you did a gulag with you. <laughs> like, yikes. I, I don't know what comes next for Lish. Like you said, this is probably the Kazarian-Tracy Brooks fight. But I, I would have wanted a little more. But at the same time, I, I was Lish. I knew what I was getting. I, 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 knew, what it, I knew what was up. I, I knew what I was expecting. It's kind of like when you watch a speedball Mike Bailey uh, match. You know someone's getting the ultimate weapon. So if you're squeamish about backs, don't, don't, don't watch, please. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy the Brain Heenan sent a super chat when they threw the glow sticks at Eddie. It wasn't streamers. <laughs> They're sick of everybody. They're sick. <laughs> oh, my God. I get it. You know what? In this case, it was a Boston, New York thing. It made perfect sense. I don't know why. I do know why we hate Boston. 
something, something, the curse of the Bambino. Y'all traded Bay Roof back in the 1900s. I'm legally obligated to hate Boston as a New Yorker. I don't know why. I think I think that's why. <laughs> I think it's the accent. I've been told it's the accent. It, I, Long Island accent and a Boston accent is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> oh, that's, those are fighting words across certain... And I'm islands. from New York, and we don't really claim Long Island. We only claim Long Island and Staten Island when someone from New Jersey is saying something. <laughs> Maxwell Jacob Friedman is going to haunt your dreams tonight. I, you're from Long... He's from Long Island. As a proud person from the Bronx, me be afraid of someone from Long Island? Shanette Malarkey. <laughs> Malarkey, she says. Malarkey. What's he going to do? Dance me to death? <laughs> I see some of the chat being like, I want him back to go to Boston someday. Maybe they'll be appreciated there. I, I would love to see him have Boston. I want to see like the Edwards come out in like Celtics jerseys or in like whatever, whatever's going Like, I don't care what they're wearing, whatever popular sports team they pick. Bruins jerseys, wherever they're playing. I don't I don't care. All I know is the Celtics and the Bruins. So one maybe Celtics on the top, Bruins on the bottom, and you switch it, Bruins on the bottom, Celtics on the bottom, whatever. <laughs> I go, I mean I go for the Celtics because that the color scheme is what the Edwards typically wear. Yeah, right. I would like to see how the crowd responds to them, but then I want to see how they heal on their own crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even from this part of Massachusetts. Boston sucks. <laughs> the traffic here is terrible. Where the khakis. Where my cat you can pack it, yeah, I'm basting yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm so mad, dude. I'm so mad I could throw this tea in the harbor. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, I'm legally obligated to dunk on Boston. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm from New York, I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, we got some really good news. They announced that uh Mike Tanay and Don West are going to be inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. That's gonna be a bound for glory. I'm so so happy both these men deserve their flowers it's unfortunate don west is no longer with us so he is being inducted posthumously but mike Tanay will hopefully be there i would love love more than anything to see him tomorrow night uh to to hear that he's he's going to be at the tapings tomorrow night for impact yeah. 1000 but if he's not knowing that he'll be a bound for glory in some way shape or form that's great news these two and again we talked about it in the weeds today with uh with Gary kidney at the time, people gave Don West especially a lot of shit for the way that he called wrestling. Don West was not a pro wrestling commentator. Don West never wanted to know shit about anything. He wanted to react live in real time and almost as if everything was real. And that's the Don, that was the Don West charm. He could sell you everything. But on top of that, he made you believe that what you've watched was really happening 100% no practice, no nothing. And I think a lot That's of people beautiful. forget that. And I think a lot of people at the time, a lot of people were looking to tear him down for being, you know, a mark for the business. But like, that doesn't matter. Forget, forget those guys and whoever's. What Don West was bringing you was authenticity. And this is a, this is a tag team, Tanae and West, that we now thankfully look back on very fondly. Uh-huh. And I'm very excited to know that these two guys are going to be in that Hall of Fame because it's well deserved, it's well rewarded. Um, yeah, I'm excited. This was this was good news. No, I agree with that. Um, I was thinking when they said that Don West and Mike Tanay were going to be inducted, I was like, damn, Don West just passed. This this year hasn't been good to us wrestling fans at all, at all. Um, 
I was thinking that it'd be nice because the impact commentators I remember most fondly <laughs> are Don Callis and Taz. I'm like, they should induct these two. And I mean, Don Callis, as much as we hate this guy, he can be a consummate professional. And I think him or Taz would be perfect for this. I like you. I think you made a good point too. Mike Tanay doing commentary at Impact 1000, I think would be. If you can get Don Callis and Taz back, just to get a Taz, my balls. <laughs> I would love that too. But I think it's a, it is a huge honor for them to be inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. We got a uh, super chat from Dobby the Brain Heenan. <laughs> if Mike Tanay is at Bound for Glory for the induction, they got to get him on the booth with Matt and Tom for the main event. Don West is a goat. Love that, man. I would love to see Mike Tanay call whatever match he wants to. Uh-huh. doesn't have to be the main. If there's a spot where he fits in and it makes sense and he does a good job and he's he's ready and willing and able, I would love to see it. Tanay is just, he's just that guy. And he's he's since found a very successful career living in Vegas doing sports betting. So the dude's fine, but the fact that he still comes around and, and is going to hopefully take this uh, this induction and this and accept the honor, that that's pretty wonderful stuff. That is. We love Impact. Impact is so nice. I feel like I, I've, as much as I've covered this show in the past two, coming on two years, Impact has a fondness to it that I can see why they call people the Impact loyal and the Impact faithful. There's, there is such like a deep history and lore where, unfortunately, the people getting screwed over are the guys you want to root for the best. And when they come out on top, it just it's a, such a good feel-good moment. Speaking of which, Steve Macklin lost. The biggest heel in the business, ladies and gentlemen, one Joseph Pearl. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joel, Joseph, Joseph Pearl. <laughs> and by the way, I, Dobby also mentioned in the chat that uh, Tom Hannafin getting choked up about the induction. I thought that was very sweet. That definitely got me for a minute because uh, they, they had some really wonderful things to say, did uh, Ray Walt and, uh, and Hannafin about the induction. So mm-hmm. again, really, 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 really excited for that. Really excited to just know that Tanae is, is still part of that extended family in the fold of Impact Wrestling. Steve Macklin lost the match to Josh Alexander, and that's great news. And how does he lose his match? Well, he got kicked in the groin, not the testicles. It wasn't an illegal shot. This match. Oh, and then the C4 spike in one, two, three. But the point of this match was these two dudes who hate each other, fight differently from each other, and want to beat each other up, did exactly that, and I loved it. And what did they do, Cresta? What's the theme of the night? I am injured. Please don't attack my injured spot. Oh, my God, you attacked my injured spot. (laughs) And they targeted each other's injured areas. It's the triceps and the arm from Macklin to Alexander, and Alexander goes after the groin. The groin are not the testicles. It could be just the inside of the leg and so on and so forth. At one point, 10 German suplexes from Josh Alexander to Steve Macklin, one by one by one over 10, and then he does a bridge. This man is impeccable, and Macklin just spins right back and goes right to the arm. This match had so much And the fact that we didn't get to see it for a world championship months ago is so... That's the one depressing thing about this match. Because as great as it was, imagine if you had had the build that it had going into Rebellion before everything fell apart back in April. Chris, talk to me about this match because, God, there was a lot of good stuff here. Describe this word in one match. S-T-I-F-F. Stiff. This match, at one point, they were doing chest chops. You could just see the sweat being literally chopped off of their chest. 
I agree with you. The fact that we were robbed of this match with with so much stakes. Not to say this match didn't feel like it had stakes. Like, literally, we just hate each other. We're two guys who hate each other. Josh Alexander is as phenomenal as the day he left before he went to say I was injured. This man is a machine. Same thing with Steve Macklin. He is as phenomenal as before he left. I would love to see this with some stakes. I low-key want to be like, force them into a tag team. I just want to see something. I just want to see something. I'm here for the yuck yucks. But I can't wait for this to be for the title. I don't know how it comes off of Alex Shelley. I don't know. I I think Shelley in a three-way with this would be fine. But these two have a special chemistry that really makes you wonder what that match would have been like. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. We're not there. Um, I mean, the 10 (laughs) German suplexes, nutty and i think i said this last night alexander doesn't look as big as he did when he left but that doesn't mean anything that means absolutely nothing josh alexander is literally a machine he can do what he wants he is so good so talented i cannot wait again for this to be for a title of any sort i don't know how we get it off of shelly not to say i want shelly to drop it right away verbatim but I'm saying how I feel in my heart like a mark at a gate. So <laughs> I that was that that was a match. That was another match. This was my second match of the night. I think you guys should definitely go ahead and watch this match. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, damn, how can Jordan Grace out wrestle Josh Alexander? <laughs> oh, they'll find a way. They'll find a way. And it won't be like one of those, yeah, he slipped on a banana peel. No, Jordan Grace. How can Deanna Perrazzo out wrestle Josh Alexander? How can Deanna Perrazzo get into a program where she's pinning her husband? I want to see it. I want to see it. I, that's all I kept thinking. Like, this is a good match. How can Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo beat Josh Alexander? <laughs> there was so much in this match that was just worth going and checking out. I mean, they did a, a 10 count fake out. And the and commentary is just selling it like beasts. Uh-huh. Just being like, oh, it's going to be a count. And I, even I, like, I looked up for a second because I was typing some notes. And I just see Alexander getting into the ring at nine. And I'm just like, oh, shit, they almost had me. I just, there's so much good stuff. Alexander taking Macklin's momentum as he goes for that Lope, that that suicide dive from the bottom rope, and just throws him to the floor. I loved it. Little stuff like that is great. Macklin hitting caught in the crosshairs and then immediately going for that KIA. Alexander is smart enough to roll to the outside of the ring. There's so much good stuff to go and find in this match. The finish, the, it just puts over the C4 and it puts over the the, the IQ that both men have. Mm-hmm. It's that the Alexander fakes out Steve Macklin. Macklin thinks that Alexander is going high, so he does he gets his arms up his legs are exposed he's he's not thinking about it so he kicks him right to the to that groin area that was injured in australia and then he hits that c4 spike easily gets the victory show goes off the air with him on top of the the uh the the turnbuckle celebrating and Come now on, steve macklin well now uh, i mean i'm josh alexander sorry he's gonna say macklin can just go home and cry into his pillow that's fine i don't care what you do but if alexander versus Shelly is going to be the Bound for Glory main event. These two need to take some swipes at each other. And I think one of the swipes that Alexander should be taking is the fact, because again, they're talking about transitional champions. That continues to be the Alex Shelley line is you think I'm a transitional champion. Well, now Josh can lean into that and get into Shelly's head and be like, you haven't defended that title on a special event. You're too busy going after the tag titles. You're too busy having 
eight man tags because you don't want to, I don't know, have a good match for the world championship. When I was world champion, yada, 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 I was top of the card. What happened to you? You know, where's the prestige of this title? I Leo think, Rush says something similar too about Chris Saban. Right. And and that's kind of where it plays in. Where What do the Motor City Machine Guns mean to their placement on the card and the titles that they hold? Because right now, that Impact World Championship has been effectively put on the back burner for just about every other title. So for that, I'm excited to see what type of story they'll pull out. But we got to get there first. We don't know for sure if it's going to be Alexander and uh, and Shelly. We don't know if they'll do a triple threat. Don't know if I want to see a triple threat because then Shelly has an excuse to not get pinned. Not that that's something he would do, but it's just kind of an easy out with a champion. I don't know. What I only would, think that the think? triple threat would happen because... I think everyone's reaction to this Alexander Macklin is yes, please. May I have another? So that's the only could be the only reason why I could see them hot shotting it right away. You don't need it. You absolutely don't need it. But to have it for a title, it kind of makes Shelly feel like he's a backseat in his own feud. But I think that this match was so good to not have it, to not have a lie. Cause I mean, Josh never technically lost it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things at play that you could justify it for. You know what I mean? Josh never lost it. Macklin did. I'm still mm. one of the toughest things is I'm seeing in the chat people saying like Shelly can go heal. He can, given the way that he's been talking about you know being mm-hmm. paranoid and the transitional champion stuff. But he also has a tag team partner who, for all intents and purposes, is about to face Leo Rush for the X Division Championship, barring any random you know, changes between now and down for glory. If they want to change the, 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 the X division championship, then there's an opportunity there to have both motor city, motor city machine guns go heel and work together, but apart on their separate singles plan, or this could be a breakup of the motor city machine guns. One does go face one does go heel. And one just says like, I, I can't be around you if you're going to be like this. And that's the end of Saban and Shelly for a bit. I don't think. And only because Saban has been cutting heel promos, like, oh, Leo, you think you're all of this? I'm break your neck. I'm a dude. He's been he's been on one. So I could see both Motor City Machine Guns going heel. Like Alicia Edwards and Eddie Edwards are ride or die, but these two are ride or die for each other as well. I could see them both bow and heel until they don't want to anymore. And just like we're faces now, because get into it. We're Motor City Machine Guns. What are you gonna do? I see some people <laughs> mentioning, you know, Will Ospreay at Bound for Glory. I don't think Osprey is coming in for a world title shot right away. I think it's likelier that he gets that world title shot in the UK against whoever's the champion. Uh-huh. And if it's still Shelly, then you got to go Shelly's the heel because Will's going to get cheered back home. I don't know what's coming up. I'm excited for Impact 1000. They're taping it tomorrow night. We'll have coverage on the website. We'll be back on Thursday when the show airs to talk about it, as we always do. Uh, That'll be tied in with the Ring of Honor post show that also goes on before us. But never you fret. We're always going to give you your Impact coverage. If you're looking for people who are looking for Impact talkers, where are your people? Tell your Impact fans to come and watch it with us, okay? Share us on social media. Tell them all your friends are here. And Crescent Star, what are you up to? Tell them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm the hardest working woman on Fightful next to Denise Salcedo. <laughs> I will be here on Fightful again tomorrow for Collision. Myself, Ricochito, and India, India, Iridian Ferreira, sorry. We'll be talking about Collision, all your favorite non-CM Punk AEW stuff. 
Next week, I am taking a break from wrestling. I need to decompress. There's been a lot of wrestling in the past week. So I won't be live Monday, Wednesday, or Friday for wrestling. But I might play some video games. And who knows? I might even be playing with you. Besides that, if that's too much, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, Extra, whatever it's called, Cresta the Star. There's a link tree in my bio where you can find all of these post shows in a playlist, all of the collision post shows in a playlist, and where to find me on all forms of social media. Joe Pearl, where can they find you? First of all, I love the part where you slandered Kate by saying that you're the hardest working person here. No, but you're right. It's fine. And I agree with you. I am at Joel Pearl, G-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. You'll find me in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Fightful Overbook, 10 a.m. Eastern. And, of course, Kate and I are usually on the air Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We, we took the summer off because Kate doesn't work very hard. Cresta Star works hard. So give her all the flowers. She's the one. <laughs> Until then, ladies and gentlemen, friends, we all the binary. Thursday is going to be a great show because I'm going to talk all that shit with Kate and the show, and the four of us. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, we are the binary. We'll see you on Thursday for the post-impact and Ring of Honor show. Bye-bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.